0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard. Bolly Bolling Gollies arrived in Glasgow as he nears a move to Celtic. Rangers wait to find out when they'll play the first leg of their Europa League qualifier as Steven Gerrard targets more new signings. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me on tonight's show is Jim Duffy. Uh, good evening Alison, nice to be back. Uh, I was listening through the summer and uh, as ever it's been an eventful, eventful summer for Scottish football. An eventful for you, I'm sure pretty busy at Dumbarton. Very busy trying to get players in. It's a difficult job, um, you know, very frustrating at times. You know, a lot of times you think that uh, you've agreed with players, mm-hmm. but then you get gazumped at the last minute. So it's uh, it's been it's been quite uh, difficult, but you've just got to be patient and hopefully you get it right eventually. We see all these big signings coming in and clubs mm-hmm. targeting players, Celtic making signings, Rangers mm-hmm. making signings. That's a position that you would love to be in I'm sure yeah you get very envious I mean even just uh, you know you see your club saying oh, they'll play uh, friendly matches and they'll play two two different 11s you know 11 mm-hmm. the first half 11 the yeah. second half uh, I had to cancel a game against Dunfermline on Tuesday night because I didn't have enough t- uh, for one one team uh, to put out so yeah I mean again that, that's the level you're at I understand that I'm fully aware of it as I say but I just have to make sure that uh, you know as you'd eventually get it right before the, the campaign Gets off and running um, a week on Saturday. Yeah, through Dumbarton fans tweeting in tonight, Gordon Mitchell, mm-hmm. one of them. Any deals pending, closing, close to being done? No, not really. No, I said I think uh, you know when when the season finished, every player was out of contract. I think other than Rory Loy, who who had a long term injury and still unfortunately is injured, um, so every player's out of contract. We managed to sign two outfield players in Kyle Hutton and Stuart Carswell. Um, Connor Brennan was a goalkeeper was there mm. so that was it so we two outfield players so you're having to put together a whole team in the space of a you know a very short window of, of, of three weeks um, as I said that just takes time so you know we just have to we have just have to persevere and, and as I said to you um, you know I'm, I'm confident I'm always confident you'll get there but uh, I know fans always like to, to get the deals done and dusted but at our level you know that's just not feasible Remember, you can give us a call tonight, 01419511025, or tweet us at Clyde SSB. So, volleyball and gollies arrived in Glasgow after leaving Austria Vienna's training camp as he nears a move to Celtic. The left back set of a medical with Scottish champions who are paying around £3 million for the 24 year old. After Chris Julian coming in last week for £7 million. we're looking at another player for £3 million this week, Jim. Yeah, ten million spent and two signings, and I think that uh, you know Celtic fans would, you know, they've been asking for that. They've been asking the, for the board to to put the hand in their pocket. You know that you know that Celtic are cash cash rich, uh, and they're looking, you know, for for um, you know for players to go and not just uh, compete, complement the squad. I, I think there's always a warning sign when when that comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, people think, well, why would you pay three million pound? Would you pay three million pound for a backup left back, or does that tell you that Kieran is going to definitely be going? You know, obviously the next couple of weeks will determine that. But if he does go, I think then Celtic have to make sure that they're ahead of the game. Because if they get £25 in, say, for Tierney, then any player they go for, I'm sure that uh, price will be inflated. So they've got to do their business, do it effectively. And if it is just competing with with Kieran Tierney, then fine. But uh, it it does suggest that uh, that that might be one that's... uh, Maybe going to accelerate in the coming weeks. Absolutely. I mean, Bolly, bowling golly, we we don't know what he's going to do for Celtic, but if he comes in and Kieran Tierney does leave, how big a loss for Celtic will Kieran Tierney be? It's a, a massive loss because 
he's such an integral part of the team, but also that kind of atmosphere and connection with the supporters. And when you've got a, a real connection with supporters, you know, it generates that, you, you kind of feel that warmth emanating from the stands mm. onto the pitch. It helps players relax, helps them play. And Kieran Tierney is a massive part of that because he's, because of that connection with the fans. You know, he's over there with a the megaphone, he's in amongst them, he's getting, taking selfies, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that generates goodwill and, and a good atmosphere and a positivity. And when you lose someone like that, on the back of someone like Brendan Rodgers, who Celtic fans deemed as one of the, their own, so to speak, if you lose Kieran Tierney, who you know that as well, then yeah, it does take a, a, a bit of a knock. But at the end of the day, that's business and it's football. What Celtic have to do is make sure that um, it doesn't weaken them um, too much. And uh, if they went out and, and, and brought, brought in a, a, another top quality yeah. left back, then fine. And, and obviously with Julian, the centre back as well, then that part of the team looks very solid, strong. And now I think yeah, Neil Lennon will probably focus on in one or two other areas of the pitch a, a little bit ahead of that. Yeah, it would be ten million spent on on two players. You talk about Kieran Tierney could be his way out. Tom Rogic as well, interesting mm-hmm. him from Zenit St Petersburg. We think around nine million pounds mm-hmm. they've offered at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't think it would take much more for Tom Rogic to go. Mm-hmm. I think like you know when Gordon Dale and myself and all my guys are, when he's fit and at the top of his game, he's excellent. But he does pick yep. up a lot of niggly injuries. He misses a lot of games. Invariably, he comes off after about 70 minutes. Um, you know, so I don't know if it would be an automatic pick uh, under Neil Lennon. So I think if you got around about the £10 million mark for him, I think it'd be a fantastic piece of business. And again, it would uh, allow Neil Lennon to go and, and bring in players that he would like and put his stamp on the team, which, you know, he's, he's said himself last year he didn't want to do too much because... And the team were in, uh, you know, a good position. But I think, um, you know, you can just already see with the two signings he's had, he's wanting to go down the route that he believes is right. And um, the Celtic uh, board seem to be backing him. Mm. 01419511025 is the number you need. And Paul in Kirkintel has given us a call. Hello, Paul. Oh, hi, Alison. Hi, Tim. Hi. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Uh, <clears throat> point tonight is I am delighted that Celtic have went back to operating the way Celtic the way that Celtic should by buying players as opposed to developing players, getting players on loan and actually benefiting other clubs by playing them. Uh, I've not got a crystal ball, I don't know if these three players are brought in uh, it'll be good, but they've paid decent money for a for a change. Uh, and I think that they're putting their trust in Neil Lennon. Where in hindsight, when you look at this time last season, I think the board must have knew that Brendan Rodgers was looking to get away, and that was part of the reason why they've only forgiven him real money to spend. Uh, twelve players have went out, and I can't see them replacing all twelve. I don't think we need to replace all twelve, but I think Newland is more into uh, quality as opposed to quantity. I don't think he's really into hedging his bets. This guy might be good at me. Might be good. I don't think he's big on loan deals now. There is a place for loan deals, I think, but I think that will come closer to the end of the transfer market when you've got all your targets in, and then if you can add a bit of quality, with a loan date, a loan signing, that's fine. But I think club or Celtic size, we should be signing guys. We shouldn't be going daft with these loans. Yeah, I mean, I think that part of that's uh, you know a good way to go, Paul. You know, because you you bring guys in. They're your players, you know, they're under contract to you. If they're young and you can develop them and you move them on further down the line that Celtic have done many times, then fair enough. But, you know, there's sometimes, 
you can get a, a you know a stick out young player. Patrick Roberts, for instance, you know was an exceptional player when he came to to Celtic, and I think he just gave them that um, you know a different dimension. But there's there's Timothy Ware. I think he just went was it seven million or something round about that. He just went uh, there on a move, and, and obviously his profile was enhanced going to Celtic, even though he never played that many games. So you're right, it, it can help the players, it can help the the the, the clubs who uh, they're contracted to. But on occasion, you know, uh, it certainly can help clubs. I think the smaller clubs tend to do it a little bit more, but Celtic in the past have definitely been down the, the loan route. Um, I think some of the players have been good and, and successful, but I, I agree with you. I think it's now time that Celtic look to build something over the next two or three years. And also, don't don't forget, they have some very talented youngsters in their own ranks. You know, we've seen the Mikey Johnson there, captain of the team the other night there, at 20 years of age, albeit a young side. But those type of players coming through, Ante Ralston still, I think, is a, is a talented player. Um, obviously, um, you know, uh, Karamoko Dembele, yeah. you know what I mean? So they, these type of players have to be developed as well and have to be given their opportunity. And if you bring in loads of other players from other clubs, it stifles their development. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good way forward for Celtic now. And as I've said many times in this programme, they have the, an ideal infrastructure and, and, and you begin to see the fruits of that now. Paul, how do you feel about if you potentially lose Kieran Tierney this summer? Well, I think the chances are we will lose him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a brilliant player. He's the best young Scottish player that I can remember, to be honest. But uh, there's no player big on the club, you know. So you just need you need. They should get decent money. I mean, I don't think twenty five million is decent money. I'll be honest. I think if we want to carry on with this mentality of being a big club, you can't accept twenty five million for him. I'd like to see him going to a bigger team in Arsenal as well, to be honest. Uh, the, the, I, I could only say it's not a weakness, it's because he's height. The, the only thing that I would say he struggles in is in the air, but he's, he's attacking, he's defending, he's top notch, and I, I can't think of him to be better in England, to be honest. So I think 25 minutes is a bit of an insult. It's a difficult one because Scottish football, even at Celtic, you know, you're still undervalued. You, we, we know that. You've just seen, I think it's a. My target going from Southampton um, to is Aston Villa, and they were talking about running about the fourteen million pound mark, or whatever mm. it happens to be, There's kind of variation of uh, numbers, but running about that mark uh, for a for a squad player in essence. And uh, you know, if if Chilwell, for instance, at Leicester went, you know, you're probably talking forty odd million. So I, I I get it, but unfortunately, the market we are in, it's like Van Dyke going down for 13 million and then goes for 70 million and yeah. so on and so forth I mean there's, it's a different market it's just a different it? market and listen Arsenal are an enormous club you know I think you're saying they're a bigger club than Arsenal Napoli maybe, are the, the other team that are yeah maybe, maybe in the last few seasons but you know let's be honest they're still one of the top six clubs in England Arsenal yeah. you know um, fan base huge financially huge in London magnificent stadium training ground etc so, you know, they would pay, you know, I don't know, five, six times easily what he would get at Celtic. So they are a massive club. Yeah, not as successful as they were, obviously, under the Wenger mm-hmm. uh, era, but they are still a massive club. And, and, and Arsenal in, in London and playing the Premiership, I think, would still be a big draw for Kieran Tierney. But listen, he might not be, in a, I don't think he's in a hurry to go anywhere. Celtic would have to accept the deal. I don't, I don't think Kieran Tierney's rattling the door saying, I want to go anywhere. So it'll be up to Celtic ultimately. Thank you to Paul. Uh, John and Kilmarnock's giving us a call as well. Hello, John. Hi there. Um, Jim, I heard you saying something there 
um, about Timothy Weir that his profile was enhanced mm-hmm. by going to Celtic. How could that have been enhanced? He hardly kicked the ball mm-hmm. and he was made. He was actually sent home early. How could yeah. you say his profile was enhanced? Well, the fact is that he went to Celtic, so I think that no, not many people knew who Timothy Weir was before he went to Celtic. You know, there wasn't. Oh, a, okay. We didn't have a host of people Listen, we do this program But I didn't have a host of people saying Listen, when Celtic are looking for players They should be looking at Young lad Timothy Weir At PSG Listen, I'm not saying that He wasn't, he wasn't a, a talented player I'm not saying he wasn't a talented player But when People became aware of him became, He became known more When he signed for Celtic There's no doubt about that He got more, more spotlight More TV coverage uh, More media coverage All of those things So that's the reason why I'm saying that enhances your profile. And he has just signed but for Lille for £9 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aye, but that's nothing to do with him going to Celtic, Jim. Do you know mm. think scouts and guys throughout Europe knew about Timothy Weah before he came to Celtic? Maybe Tom Dick and Harry for Easterhouse and Cranhill. <laughs> Maybe didn't know about Timothy Weah. But scouts throughout the European uh, uh, football... I, I, I never said scouts didn't know. Weah. I didn't say scouts wouldn't know. I said his profile, oh, which, which I think is his media profile. So we're, we're in Scotland... His media profile's going to increase because he's more prominent. Prominent? He didn't kick a ball. He played about 80 minutes of football. I actually said that when I saw him. I said he didn't play much. I said, but... But how could that be enhanced then? That comment's silly for a man like you. Well, that's your opinion on it. My opinion is that his media profile was was enhanced because he got more coverage. People knew about him. I'd never heard him until until such times as he signed for Celtic. Then he's doing interviews. He comes on. He does little bit like cameo rose mm-hmm. call you like. But then all of a sudden, his profile is enhanced because I know who he is, and other clubs know who he is. And it may well have alerted other clubs. It may not have. I don't know that. Oh, but I agree. Yeah. Agree with you're saying that other clubs, if they've done their homework, I don't think they've signed them because they went to Celtic. That's not what I said. Mm-hmm. I just said I think yeah. his, his profile had been enhanced. That's my. That's my. That's the think- phrase. Do you think guys in Italy or Spain or France watch uh, sports scene? I don't know. Maybe so they how do. Would, how, how would it have been enhanced? Who would have seen him? Who would have seen him playing out with Scotland? Well, Sky, I think, is uh, a, you know it's, it's a, a, world, a worldwide, a worldwide uh, organisation, and I Jim, think that when you get when you get interviews and when you show games on it, people see these things. John, Jim's point is, it's not about how many minutes he played; mm. it's about the coverage he got. If you think of when Timothy mm. Weir signed for Celtic, the media coverage that that generated, more people would be aware of him, yeah. not just in Scotland. So do you think the media, the people in Spain and France and Italy just knew about Timothy Weir because he came to Scotland? There's no one person would read a Scottish paper, watch a Scottish programme. You're saying he was on Sky. He hardly played. So how could he have been on Sky watching him? It was like he came and he stuck out. He was interviewed several times. I he personally done, interviewed him he done, many he done times. Many interviews. As I said, he was on TV. And that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that he becomes, he's, he's there in front of you. Whereas before he signed for Celtic, as talented as he was, I, I don't. I'd never heard of it, and I'm sure I'm not alone. You might be right. The scouts and all that are running about Europe and Italy and Spain. They may well have been, but they didn't take him on loan. No one mm-hmm. wanted to take him. Celtic took him, and then after he's finished playing for Celtic, he's now got. Well, I said, well, it's seven million, eight million, nine million. What happens to be? He's now got a mega million move. I'm not saying it's because he played for Celtic. I'm saying my my word and phrase was because. He's enhanced, but that's not necessarily the reason why someone bought him. 
I, I didn't say that's why the bomb. I just said his, his profile's enhanced. That's simple as that. Yeah, in terms of profile, that's what you're talking about. Mm. If you think how many media interviews he did before mm. he signed for Celtic, mm. yes, he was at PSG, massive club, but he mm. was one of the many mm. teenagers that PSG have got there that aren't necessarily at the forefront. I think anybody that signs for Celtic uh, or Rangers, for that matter, if you're, if you're playing on mm. a regular basis uh, and you're doing interviews, then, of course, the more regular you play, the better it becomes. But even if you're there and, you know, you get signed, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to have umpteen cameras there, umpteen newspapers there, all the social uh, media outlets. So straight away, you're going to get a lot of coverage. But, um, you know, obviously it's it's up John there, so he must be a little bit annoyed, the fact that I used the phrase that um, his profile was enhanced, so maybe he just didn't think he was, uh, he was good enough. Thank you to John in Kilmarnock. This is Clyde at Super Scoreboard. We are back after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Jim Duffy here with me, Alison Conroy tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until 7 o'clock. Remember, you can give us a call 0141 951 1025. I want to get over to talking about Rangers and the Europa League qualifier in just a second, but George and Milton's been waiting on the line. Hello, George. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Hi, George. Good evening. How you doing, Jim? Jim, I used to play football with yourself and Stanley years ago. Oh, really? Made it hell. <laughs> I hope your knees are better in shape than mine, George. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're roughly the same age, Jim. <laughs> I take it you must remember. I played with yourself. I played with Chick Charlie as well. Well, I tell you uh, what, you're, 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 you're definitely name-dropping your name, Chick Charlie. <laughs> ah, obviously, you only played half an hour because Chick couldn't have a last 90 minutes. Well, well, I've came through a lot of the football in the family, Jim, so it's always good to, good. to be in there and, and uh, kicking the balls, you see. A lot of people angry don't understand what media rights are and uh, highlighting your profile and things like that. Well, these people have not got a clue, Jim. It's, you're wasting your time on that, you know, <laughs> because there's a lot of bitterness out there between us. Neil, Neil, Neil Lennon hasn't won the treble, even the Rangers no in the league, Jim, but... I can't wait for the season to start, mate, honestly. I think this is your seat. I think Neil Lennon will win a treble on his own easily. And I think, honestly, there's going to be a lot of gating over the other side of the road, that's for sure. But stop being battle lads, you know. <laughs> Just go on and enjoy the football and, and, and stop getting upset about it on having, you know, dry your eyes. It's only a football game You know what I mean There's a lot of excitement From both Celtic fans And Rangers fans About this new season With the the players coming in Mm -hmm. And and how close They think it's it's going to be Yeah I mean You always get that But listen As far as people phone in here That's what the programme's for It's for opinions You know Not everybody has to agree with me Or anybody else for that matter In fact they rarely do (laughs) So I don't have any issues With that whatsoever But as far as the the challenge goes Next year um, obviously there's a, there's a new owner Hibernian's come in And yeah. he, he's thrown down the gauntlet Saying I want to be challenging For the title And I think that's brilliant um, Alessio The commandant managers Went in there The new manager And says Oh listen you know, There's a competition there We want to try and win it I think it's great You know, I don't think they should be Shot down just for him Being ambitious And whether it's Rangers Or whether it's Celtic You know Everyone's got their dreams Their aspirations And their optimism Coming into the new season and as it unfolds, all the stories, you know, they change. And, and in football, they change, not just from week to week, but from minute to minute. And, uh, you know, and opinions on players change all of a sudden. If you've heard of them, people say, oh, that's a great sign. If you're not, people are a wee bit unsure. But there's been so many times over, over years that no one's really heard of someone and they've been only been a success. It's all about, 
you know, uh, consistency football at the top level. It's all about consistency, and and you know, you look at your squad, you look at your squad strength and the balance. Um, Celtic have obviously signed two two um, defenders, so mm-hmm. Neil Lennon's obviously made that a priority. Get those guys in, get the defence right, make us solid, organised, and then we'll add the flair if he has to do that. Um, Stephen Gerrard, I said, is is um, you know different areas of the pitch that he's he's, he's looked at. Um, I think the only areas he, you know he hasn't uh, touched yet is, is the fullback areas, but he's obviously brought in centre back, midfield player. Um, you know he's he's looking with wide players. Um, front players so you know it's all about the challenge and I, I just love it when it's a, the, this time of the season because everyone um, as I said has got their views but ultimately uh, we all have to look into a crystal ball to see how it's going to go and no one knows for sure Absolutely thanks to George and Milton for his call I want mm. to stay with Rangers Jim Stephen Gerrard has made mm. a few signings already there are no more signings mm. imminent as I understand but he's still looking to add at least two players to the mm. squad in this transfer window yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is everyone thought that uh, is Alfredo Morelos going to be there at the start of the season? Will he be there? I mean, there was a lot of talk at the end of the season that he was, he was, uh, was going to be moving, and uh, I mean, obviously, thirty goals last year. I mean, considering you know he missed a number of games through indiscipline, that it was um, you know a fantastic return. Uh, so I think if they have him on board again, added to the players they've brought in then you would think the Rangers will have more firepower. I think, um, again, you know, they'll know each other. Steven Gerrard was his, his first season, not mm-hmm. just in terms of management and managing a club the size of Rangers, but also understanding the rest of Scottish football, the type of games and, um, you know, the demands of going away from home and teams how teams will sit up against Rangers and the, the respect they get from other teams in terms of, you know, how difficult they make it. So that that might have been, you know, explained to him, but I think until you're really in the mix, you don't really see it. So I think he'll be a better manager for that, or he should be a better manager for that, and he should understand the game, and, and him bringing those type of players into the squad, he will have assessed last season, this is what we need to strengthen, these are the areas, this is the competition level. He's already say, stated that he maybe was a little bit too nice in terms of the, you know, the, the, the indiscipline. So I think he's going to, he's going to make sure that that's a lot better and um, you know if Rangers get the balance right I'm sure they will challenge Celtic but it's as I said before it's you know they're still a bit to catch up and you know we'll, we'll see how, how that happens but the Europa League they had a fantastic um, opening um, qualification last year and they'll be hoping for the same again Yeah they played a closed door friendly today against TNS Jermaine Defoe scored the goal in a 1-0 win Changed at half time. The only player that didn't change was Alan McGregor in goal one player that didn't feature at all was Alfredo Morelos mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't know what the situation is where they've given him a bit time, more time off. You know, I mean, I, I, I know he wasn't with the the, the Copa America and with Colombia, but you know, he may well have just been given some more time off, and he may be a little bit behind in fitness levels. I, I, I'm not sure of that one, but obviously, Defoe is 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 there, and uh, you know, the, certainly when he came into the Rangers team last year when Alfredo Morelos was suspended, I think Rangers and uh, you know played very good football, scored a good number of goals. And, um, you know, so I don't really think that's uh, an issue at the moment. And, and they play the team St. Joseph from Gibraltar in the first the first round. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, with the best, uh, most respect in the world, uh, Rangers should win that one and should win it comfortably. We understand, yeah, it's it's always difficult first game um, just, just because you're getting your game legs and your, your mentality again. But Rangers have more than enough quality to win that. Yeah, they know that they'll play St. Joseph's 
of Gibraltar next week in the first leg of their qualifier. It remains to be seen at the moment when they'll play. It could be moved forward 48 hours to Tuesday night. There's a, a few issues. FC Europa also are due to be at home first if they come through their tie tomorrow night and they both play at the Victoria Stadium. The Island Games are also in Gibraltar next week, so accommodation as well round about there will be limited. They are in talks. One suggestion that I saw was that they discussed playing both legs at Ibrox, but I don't see that happening. So at the moment, if you're thinking about booking your travel, probably hold off. I mean, in terms of Rangers preparations, not knowing at this point, does it make much difference? Yeah, I think it does a little bit. You know, I mean, again, as you said, they are for fans as well. We know that they want to book, um, you know, the trip, how they're going to get there and all this kind of stuff and accommodation. Um, so it's really important that fans get to know as, as quickly as possible. And I think uh, UEFA have to understand that. You know, they, they can't just do it, do it the, you know, in such a short period of time. Fans have got to organise maybe time off work or, you know, or, you know various, as I said, ways of transport uh, as well as accommodation. Um, so I think it is important and also for Rangers preparation you know you know, going away from home and then their home game um, and again they've, they've got other matches penciled in as well perhaps friendlies so yeah I think it's very very important but I'm not quite sure that, uh, Alison whether they could flip the tie yep. and, and, and play Ibrox which Celtic first. did with theirs it was, it yeah. was flipped straight away I, I'm not sure if they could do uh. that or not but if, if that could be the case it, it might be the easiest way to, to solve it if, if, um, if it is a problem Ross is a Rangers fan in air and he's given us a call tonight good evening Ross good evening how are you doing guys good thank Hi, you good um, no it's just two points I wanted to make um, one was about um, Stephen Gerrard and uh, his learning process since he's been in Scottish football and my second was to make a wee point about the additions um, to the Rangers squad so far. Of course. So, yeah, my, my, my first point would be, um, in terms of the in discipline and how he's looking to set a challenge, that one thing I would say is that's definitely set a, there is a result of a, a set change that he wanted to make in the first place. Um, I remember the season before Gerard came, um, one thing that really disappointed me was that Rangers didn't have a lot of, sort of fight, grit, determination and spirit, and... One thing I think Gerard really did was was turn that in his head, and one of the things you could see is in the European games and the sort of a lot of the the goals that we scored in the last fifteen minutes in terms of changing games, that was something that he did definitely add. Um, what came with that, I think, was a result of the the discipline that we've seen um, was putting a bit more fire in the belly. So I think balancing that out, um, you'll end up getting something pretty good where you're seeing a lot of that sort of. Being able to chase the ball down and, and putting a lot of effort in, but at the same time maintaining your composure. So that's that's my hopes there. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think the commitment level you're always wanting that you want that competitive edge. And I think yeah, one or two people might have thought Rangers were a wee bit soft at times, maybe under Matt Warburton and, and, and Pedro Cucina. But um, you know, it's, I, I don't I, you know I think the Rangers fans would have to decide whether that was the case. And, and Stephen Gerrard certainly wanted a, an aggressive winning mentality in his team. But it, it, there was a lot of kind of silly things that, and I think there's those type of things if you go in for a tackle and you're competitive and aggressive and the referee deems it unfair and you pick up a yellow card or a red card then you kind of accept that but it's, it's when you there's unnecessary unnecessary things where you're, you're, you're throwing your arm or you're flicking out to someone it's things that you don't need to do and I think those are the things that would have frustrated Stephen Gerrard and you know you've got good players you want to have them on the pitch you want to have that competition in your squad um, and as I said, I think he's, he's he's putting down his mark. He's already said, listen, I brought in players here now. There's more competition. There's better quality of competition in his eyes. Well, well, you know, obviously everyone's going to have to, to see that. And therefore, if you lose your place, 
you might not get back in again and I think that's a terrific um, way of approaching it because it puts the responsibility on the players if they find themselves out the team through something silly they've done themselves they may not get back in the team Definitely and when you've added quality as well um, or you've at least added options um, like we did for example with Jermaine Defoe um, what you'll find there is if you are out of the team like Morelos for example then there is someone more than capable to take your place as well yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, it's the, that's the, the scenario you want for any top club. You want mm. at least two players in every position that, um, you know, you're looking over your shoulder thinking, I need to produce, because if I don't produce, there's another top-class player waiting to take my jersey. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the second point in, in regards to um, additions to the squad, um heard a lot of criticism about the fact that these are players that maybe don't set the world alight. Um, but what I would say to that, um, to counter that, is that well, first off, what we're doing is really strengthening our squad. Um, when you look at the end of the season, that was definitely a team that was able to go toe-to-toe, um, for example, with Celtic. What we're now looking at is, is options. Now, another thing, if you're buying players like, if you're getting in players like Jordan Jones, for example, what you're doing is you're also weakening um, your sort of Scottish opposition. If you're getting in Greg Stewart as well, you're doing the exact same. Um, and that that can also really help do you know um, if you're talking about inconsistency if they've not got a game changer like Jones and you do um, then yeah you can definitely look at um, changing that um, difficulty with inconsistency as well yeah I think also I think as I mentioned Stephen Gerrard learning the Scottish game he brought in a couple of guys from Europe it didn't quite work if you look at Jake Casey Jordan Jones Greg Stewart they all know the Scottish game Greg Doherty's came back from, from uh, on loan um, Shrewsbury you know I mean Jamie Murphy might be fit again mm-hmm. hopefully is so are these type of players all know the Scottish game so there's not so much a surprise when Baracic or Gresda come in and things like that it takes some time you know language you know diff- different you know, culture different football and style different um, demands on them and sometimes it takes you a year or so some some click but a lot of times it does take time whereas these guys know the Scottish game so if going to Tynecastle, going to Pataudry going to Command all these kind of things um, shouldn't really, you know, phase them now. You know, they, they, they're aware of, of the demands there. What what they have to do is is play for Rangers. That's a different type of thing. Playing for Kilmarnock, playing even for Aberdeen uh-huh. is not the same as playing for Rangers. You have to be able to handle the demands, the expectations. Rangers fans expect silverware this year. They expect a challenge for the title. And you have to be able to cope with that. So you can have all the ability in the world, but you need that mental toughness to be able to cope by playing for a, a club the size of Rangers. Definitely. Um, and yeah, hopefully these guys have got it. Um, obviously, we, we don't know that yet. It's, yeah. it's, as you say, it's very easy being the star man and a team that don't have the expectations of Rangers. Me personally, mm-hmm. I, I'm just happy to see my club actually improving. Um, mm-hmm. Been a good few years in the wilderness. And as, as much as you can talk about expecting silverware, um, nothing's given to you. Do you know, mm-hmm. um, you've got to earn it. But it's a case of it'll be. I'm just glad to see that it's looking more like a, a Rangers team that I recognise. Good. Well, hope, let's, let's hope that uh, you know that it all clicks into place because if it does, it'll be an exciting uh, uh, campaign this season. Thank you to Ross. We'll speak to Andy and Sterling after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Alison Conroy here through until seven o'clock tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I want to go straight back onto the lines because Andy and Sterling's been holding on for a while. Hello, Andy. Hi, how are you doing? Okay. Good, thank you. 
good stuff. I'll tell you the point I'd like to make. Uh, we're all we're all talking about the, the new season ahead and and how it's going to be and and how tight it's going to be. I actually think the opposite. I think Celtic uh, will probably blow Rangers away, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll give you my my reasoning behind that. I believe that uh, last year before the the AAK Athens game, Brendan Rodgers made a statement uh, the the night before, which told you really. If you read between the lines, he really didn't want to be there last year. Um, players feel that. You also had the situation with Dembele Boyata, uh, and I feel that the dressing room really t- probably took a baton through that. I think this year Celtic are doing the right thing. I don't believe in all these loan uh, signings. I don't believe in making everybody else's players better in order for them to make money for nine million quid for, for Timothy Ware. And different things. So I think as Celtic this year under under Neil Lennon uh, will probably have that desire that I feel that last year was probably just a wee bit missing. Yeah, I mean it's, it's difficult, Andy, because you know you stated there that um, you know obviously the the Dembele situation in Boyata, obviously with the you know refusing to play and that kind of stuff. It may went alongside Ben Rogers in the, in the summer. You had the John McGinn scenario when you know that fell through, and I don't think Brendan Rogers was best pleased about that. So there's there's maybe th- things that you know may well had an impact in the atmosphere within within the dressing room, but. You never know that could happen again. Even under Neil Lennon, you know, there's players can be unhappy if they're left out, or if they, if a bigger club comes in, or there's more money thrown at the table. You see, down south just now, we are Nautovic, you know, a Chinese club come in, and you know, the, the, even though he just signed a new deal in January, at you know, reputedly a hundred thousand pound a week, he's still not happy now. And then we've seen it with Zaha down south as well. He's wanting to move now, even though he's agreed new, you know, new deals. So players can change. You know, they can have various influences on them. Um, from family influences to agents to you know career uh, you know ambitions, so it's always difficult if you if you just say well l- listen just take it everything's going to be perfect <laughs> for both clubs for Celtic no one's there's no going to be unrest all the players are going to be healthy fit etc. Then obviously you've got an opinion who's got the best squad after that, but you know there's always variables in football. Key players get injured. You know, as I said, sometimes there's a change when, when no one's expecting it and it's how you respond to that. And Celtic were the best at responding to it last year because they had that hit, particularly with Brendan Rodgers going. But Neil Lennon came in, steadied the ship, managed to get um, the, the, the the club back on track again and won eventually won the league and won the cup. So I think it's, um, it'll be Neil Lennon's side this year. I think uh, more of his personality about the team. But I do believe... Um, that Rangers will put up a, a better challenge and a more concerted challenge over the season because I think that Stephen Gerrard would have learned a lot from his first season uh, as the Rangers manager. Thank you to Andy and Sterling. Charlie and Airdrie's given us a call. He takes exception to what Andy's just said that Celtic will blow Rangers away, don't you, Charlie? What plan is that guy on? I tell you, we blew him away twice at Ibrox last season. We've not even signed any of the players we've signed in we played them off the park. So I don't know where it gets happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, the thing is, Charlie, uh, the, what, what let Rangers down last year was consistency. And a lot of the games, you know, they, they, they had control of the games, but, you know, didn't finish teams off and lost, a, 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 dropped a number of points um, when they when they had the game really won and should have won it. And, and that frustrated Stephen Gerrard. You know, at times he came out and, you know, was very frustrated by, by dropping those type of points. That's the reason why I think, as I said, if he's learned... And I'm sure he will have done and understood the mentality that teams in Scotland don't put the tools away. 
you know, you're playing against Rangers, you might be, you might know the kick of the ball for for an hour and you're one nil down. But if you think, well, I'm going to be only one nil down, and, and all of a sudden you, you throw something at it in the, in the last stage of the game and you get something from it, so and 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 some some other t- teams in other some other countries, you know, they're almost an expectation that the big teams won. But in Scotland, that's not always the case, particularly I think away from home, away from Ibrooks. So if Rangers can get that side. Grind out a few one nils, half a dozen one nils when they're not at their best. They'll definitely be a lot, lot closer, and they'll definitely be a concerted challenge. But that's something I think that they have to improve upon from last season. Charlie, do you want to come back? Just to come away with that statement, that's Celtic phone there. I couldn't believe it. You know <laughs> well, I mean? that's a Celtic fan and a Rangers fan, Charlie. You know, Celtic fan is, is obviously. You're both going to disagree on this, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's his. That's his yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just daftness saying that. <laughs> well, as I say, that's every, everyone's a Rangers fans come on here and, and there's mm-hmm. a platform for you to, to go and, and obviously be as positive as you like for your team. And if you believe that uh, that's not going to be the case, as you said, two, two games, particularly Ibrox, uh, where Rangers played very well and, and, and picked up the, the maximum points, then that may way well um, say, suggest that they're on the right track. But as I said, it's the other games. There, there was too, too many games where they just... You know, lost concentration. So these things can, and I think, will be improved. But will they be improved enough to win the league? That's always going to be the test. Thank you to Charlie for his call. Rapidly running out of time tonight. A few other things happening in Scottish football today. Hardly a surprise, Jim. But Oren Kearney, just a week after leaving St Mirren, is back at Coleraine in charge. Never. Uh, that is a, such a surprise. No one's seen that coming. No. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a, a strange one. That one. I think uh, you know. Obviously, I was I was away in holiday when the, the, the kind of thing mm-hmm. seemed to seem to tip. But um, yeah, there was a. a I think that uh, the, I think St Mirren have got to do now is look forward. They've got Jim Goodwin, who I think a magnificent job at Alloa. Yep. Uh, and brought in uh, Lee Sharp who I know very well and those two will give it everything to be successful um, but um, you know it's, it's a very very tough and demanding league and, and St Mern have lost a number of players as well so Jim's going to recruit well but uh, yeah I think that Owen Kearney deserves credit for um, managing to to keep uh, to help keep St Mern up all beat by penalties but nevertheless done the job and we wish him well in Coleraine I don't think he was fully settled in Scotland so he may be yeah. a lot more relaxed uh, back in his own patch. You mentioned St Mirren there. They've taken a player on loan on Dorkayev, mm-hmm. the son of the France 98 mm-hmm. World Cup winner, Yuri Dorkayev. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, we're talking about profile. Now, there, there, there's a perfect example. No one would have heard that, you know, the, the, although everyone knows Yuri Dorkayev, yeah. uh, you know, from the France, but his son. But he comes into Scotland, all of a sudden we're discussing it, it's mentioned in the media, but you know, we're having a chat about mm-hmm. it. And uh, you know he's maybe maybe unfair on the boy because he's he's getting more attention. There might be two or three other trailers and it don't even get a mention. But because his dad is is famous um, and the name is famous, then he draws the attention. I mean, people look at that one. But uh, listen, it doesn't matter what your name is and who your dad is. It's whether you're good enough to stand on your own feet and do the do a job for someone. Absolutely, another man that took a, a little bit of a break from football management for a while is Paul Hartley. He's mm-hmm. been out since he leave leaving mm-hmm. Falkirk. Last August today, he's back in football. Cove Rangers. Yeah, I met Paul at a lot of games. You know, he's he's one that he can't sit in the house. He's a he's at uh, a lot of games and uh, a lot of chats with him. And uh, you know, he's a, a real football man. It didn't work out for him at Falkirk. It just for one reason or another. Sometimes that happens. You go to a club. But uh, he'll be absolutely delighted. He's took his pal Gordon Young up here and Tam yep. Ritchie, who's always had with him as a fitness coach. So, yeah, that, that I think shows that uh, Cove have got ambitions just beyond survival. I think they're looking at targeting promotion again. Well, he did say that they've got targets for the next five years, but we'll keep them to ourselves. 
Listen, in football management, just have the target for the next five months, not for the next five years. Absolutely. Um, Lauren Shankland mm. is a player that was tipped for big things, big moves. Mm. It looks like Dundee United mm. is going to be the team for him. He's set for a medical. He's reportedly agreed a three-year deal. After rejecting an offer from Hull, we mm. always talk about players picking the teams to go down mm. south, move south of the border. Mm. He's done the opposite. He's rejected that to stay here. So what does it say about what Dundee United are able to offer that player as well? Yeah, I mean, I think Dundee United will be able to offer a handsome salary, but I don't think it'll be anywhere near what he could have got at Hull. I think the biggest attraction for Lawrence will be game time. I think yeah. he goes to Hull becomes part of a big squad. It's, a, you know, a, a different type of game. He's going away. You know, he's living, uh, living down south where... You know, he stays in Scotland. He's playing in a team who will be on the front foot for most of the games. Let's be honest. They 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 will be the team to beat in that division. They will be attacking home and away, and therefore he will get a good number of chances to add to his goal tally. So I think it's more about the football side. Yeah, he'll be you know got a decent contract, but I certainly certainly not for money. That's for sure. I think it's for footballing reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Dundee United will have one target this mm. season and one target only. That's it. Simple. Get promotion. They. Fell at the last hurdle there with the penalties. Some of the, the worst penalties I've seen there. Penalty shootout, mind you. But uh, the, you know that that's that's the the, the sole target. And listen, they've got their near neighbours Dundee in the league this year. Yeah. So they've derbies to look forward to, but that'll make it even more difficult. But um, I think Dundee United under Robin Nielsen, the squad he's put together, he's now going to add a prolific goal scorer. They'll be the team to beat. Partick Thistle, as well, Dave. Um, given Aidan Fitzpatrick permission mm. to speak to Norwich City about a permanent transfer. In terms of Partick Thistle, what will it do for them financially? You know, they've said once confirmed the deal would provide an unexpected but significant financial mm. boost for the club. A poor season for Partick Thistle last season. Mm. Money like that can make such a big difference. Yeah, I mean, if it goes into the, the player fund for Gary Caldwell, then it can make a difference. I mean, Thistle are, are, are a you know a very well run club. Obviously, um, they've had uh, uh, you know some some input from Colin Weir, and everyone knows that. But uh, you know, and, and, and other sponsors. But you know, in a football inside, um, if they get whatever three or four hundred thousand pound, which is um, reputedly to be the case, then that is a, a significant amount of money. And Young Fitzpatrick again, he'll go down there, probably go to their under twenty threes. Uh, but Norwich uh, is a fantastic club great facilities I'm sure if he goes down there for a look around they'll get blown away with that uh, and as I said then Gary will hopefully get a reasonable amount of that to go and strengthen his squad because as we mentioned Dundee, Dundee United Inverness a number of clubs there and Thistle should be one of those ones challenging That's about it for this evening one other thing happening Kilmarnock have reportedly rejected a £500,000 bid from German side at Nuremberg for Greg Taylor many clubs thought to be interested in the 21 year old who still has two years left on his current deal at Rugby Park that's it I'm back tomorrow night with Hugh Keevans you can keep up to date with everything that's happening on Twitter at Clyde SSB Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.